Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are doing the fall 2023 market recap, which means Sue Hall and I went to High Point Market in North Carolina. Yes. And we got to see what is up and coming for spring of 24. This is the fashion week for interior designers. Much like some people go to New York or Milan, we go to North Carolina and we get to see just as cool. Well, all Super the furniture cool. makers are up to <laughs> all the yes, the reps. <laughs> and the furniture makers are making new silhouettes, and they're also using new fabrics and finishes that are going to be available for this coming spring. And we're just kind of seeing what's new in lighting and rugs and furniture and yeah, case goods, mirrors, like accessories, everything across the board. We get to go and buy for for this um, next, I guess, for spring. So yeah, we wanted to dig into what we were seeing because I think that's always really interesting. I love I love hearing um, just different podcasts and everybody talking about what's happening in Fashion Week. And then I love to sort of compare it to what we're seeing in furniture and how those two are kind of, uh, I think interwoven. it's in, yeah, interwoven, inspiring each other. So yeah, so we're gonna get into that. But first I wanted to hear from you guys. Um, we have a fun topic for our little host chat. We do. Okay, this kind of came about because, anyway, this is going to timestamp this a little bit, but uh-huh. right now we're sitting um, November 1st is like where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. And we all, you know, are just like still thinking about Matthew Perry and yeah. just how tragic that was. And Seriously. I've just been reminiscing on just like you keep hearing and I keep reading all these things of just like his previous cast mates, things on his book, his like things that he was saying when he released his book and just like his whole story. And I was just like, gosh, Friends was such a huge part of me, like growing mm-hmm. up. Like I was in high school. I loved it. Mm-hmm. I think I was in, yeah, it was in the nineties. Yep. Yeah. And I just, I loved it. Like, I think interior wise, we were talking about this, just like as a space that her apartment gave permission to start to just like kind of do whatever you want. Yeah. The empty frames on the doorbell, yeah. the velvet tufted sofa. It's like eclectic blocking, at its like best. Hoax, yeah. You know, this mixture of all these personalities. And so it was fun to just look at as a space and the characters were so good. And so we're like, what were you like the most, I don't know, the most influential sitcoms or your favorite sitcoms mm-hmm. that you guys have, that you guys love? Yeah. That's a good one. Um, you were saying friends. I think yeah. for me, Friends was um, in college. It reminded me of that. And it was at a time, um, I was in college from 93 to 96. And it was a time where we didn't have TiVo or a way of recording a show. And so everybody would get home. I miss those days. I know. Everybody would get home and get in front of the TV. Yeah. Like you wouldn't even get up in if there was a commercial on, unless you had to, mm-hmm. but cause you'd want to like, always a cliffhanger. Sit always a cliffhanger. <laughs> like, always yeah. But you'd want to get home you want to get a plate of food and you'd want to just sit and wait for it to come on. And then whatever was on before and after it usually got some play too, but friends was definitely like mm-hmm. the thing. And it was just, it was lighthearted and it was fun. There were serious parts, but I was saying to Suze earlier, like, I'm so glad that it wasn't like Grey's Anatomy or something that was like heavy that we were all obsessed with. It was like this really cute, quirky, like Phoebe singing in the coffee shop and mm-hmm. Joey being ridiculous and, you know. You identify with that, like. Yeah. With one of them. Some level. Or there was a crush on one of them or we all wanted Jennifer Aniston's hair or whatever it was. But it was just a really. Harry was the crush. Yeah. 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 Totally. He's the one that you'd marry out of. For sure. Ross Ross was quirky and but. 
Yeah. Joey was just a, a big dumb animal, but it's darling. But yeah, but it was just yeah. this like time Tyler capsule and it was something we had never seen before. And it was obviously like what made all of these people's careers. Mm-hmm. And it's probably been the highlight of, of most of their careers. But um, anyway, for sure, friends for me as well, that was really sad to hear about Matthew Perry and um, makes you reminisce about those times when, you know, we were growing up and in these yeah. real formidable ages and all of us, different roommates coming together from different walks of life, like different states and everything else. But we all agreed on one thing. And that was watching friends at seven o'clock PM, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What's your sitcom, Corey? I love friends too. Friends reminds me of, uh, I mean, I have a different sitcom that I'll mention, but yeah, touching on friends, I had seen bits and pieces and episodes mm-hmm. and stuff but I didn't watch it all the way through until I started working at Alice Lane. And like oh, really? you and Kendra were like, you have to like watch, so watch yeah. friends. So I like literally binged it in like a month. I feel like I influenced your life for the better. You did. <laughs> no, yeah. I feel yeah. like we also influenced them to watch Shit's Creek. Sure yes. Yeah. yes. I mean, all of my yeah. favorite TV shows. I mean, most of them have come from your guys' Peer recommendations. Pressure. So mm-hmm. yep. good job on that. Um, but my favorite sitcom of all time is How I Met Your Mother. And oh, I don't know if you guys have. haven't seen it. Yeah. Okay. Neil Patrick it. Harris, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's just so, um, I don't know. It's kind of like Friends. Mm-hmm. He's obviously in New York City and they actually, yeah. they like pay homage to, friend, like, yeah. to Friends a couple times throughout the series. But it's just about a guy like, you know, finding his soulmate. And yeah. that mm-hmm. part of it just really like resonates with me. And oh, I watched it when I was like single and it was, yeah, it's just, um, yeah. so it's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It takes you back whenever mm-hmm. you watch it. That's telling, so fun. I telling just the like favorite, like bit that I've seen in all this recap of Matthew Perry's life is when he um, released his book and the people did like an interview with him and you read in the book that he had a crush on Jennifer Aniston like the whole time. Mm-hmm. And and he's just like, I, you know, I realized, you know, that it wasn't, you know, reciprocated, but we were the, just the best of friends. And then she was with Brad Pitt. So I knew I didn't have a chance, but I'm just, I thank her for the extra 2% of time I was able to be with her and, and like, look at her versus everyone else. Like I got 2% more of time to look at her and like, oh, that's the cutest. It just like so made you want to just like make your list of just like the people you endear and just like be grateful for extra five percent that you get to spend with them every day or whatever it is yeah and i just loved it so yeah. good so good what's yours jess that friends oh it is friends, friends. Okay. yeah yeah for sure it's just such a time capsule when you think back and i can picture my apartment and i can picture it you know because when you're in college it's like fall winter spring you go home so it's really dark by 7 p.m and i can picture it being dark but our, our windows on and me hurrying to get home and mm-hmm. you know and yeah. then just like finding our favorite spots on the couch and just like you know sitting as close to the tv as you can and laughing at everything mm-hmm. hanging on every word that they're saying and yeah it was just such a time capsule there's been other things like since then but I just, that one is so formidable because of the time it happened, you know? It really romanticized living in New York City to me. Yeah. Well, it also like living with roommates Mm because that was the first time I had had roommates and lived on my own Mm -hmm. and they were all doing this and you're like, man, why can't I get funny guys across the hall? Like those guys, you know what I mean? Like you want this relationship. Yeah, Yeah, totally. With with these. And you want like a place, you know, like a central perk, you know what I mean? Like your place. Together, yeah. yeah. Coffee shop. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just, it's so lovely. I do feel like there was like lots of singer songwriters happening up in college. Like, you know, people wanting to play 
play and they still have something. My daughter Jane just moved up to Utah State where I went to college, which has been so, so nostalgic for me. But they have something called Pobev on like certain nights and it's poetry and a beverage, which I'm like, this is so Phoebe, right? Yeah. Uh, more Mike Myers in, yeah. uh, right? So I married an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pobev. Anyway, That's good really times. Cute. Yeah. So that. fun. Okay. Let's get into market. Okay. All right. So um, Suze has lots of visuals, which we're going to put up on the screen for Sorry, you to be able deeper. to see what we're actually talking about, which is so fun about having a podcast available on YouTube. Uh, so you finally can see what we're talking about. Um, so first up, I think was color. We just saw a lot of color again. Yes. Let me Thank say the heavens. I'm so excited. Let me say this for um, runway. We saw a lot of color. I think for runway, red was number one and green was, green was a really close second. And depending on what you love, you might have seen that differently. And like maize and citron. Yes. We also saw it's like a... a top third yes you know definitely speaking of maize and citron you've there come you dressed for for the season you've got a red ring on and a red pair of specs yeah. so yeah, yeah definitely so we're we're seeing the same exact thing in um in home yeah. right the one outlier that i'm kind of mad about silver not well, yeah i mean silver Sorry. it goes I along with that no going. it's gray was huge on the runway mm. and it, they like said nails it's like part of like that whole stealth wealth trend which is like being very underscored like trying to be sort of quiet and luxurious about it and not wearing a lot of vibrancy and trying to catch people's attention and so like you're seeing women wear like pleated trousers in gray paired with a gray sweater is it's it very monochrome still but I'm just, I feel confused by it because we've been in such this gray time is for a, so long. Is it a warm gray, like leaning towards taupe mm -hmm. or no? I would say it's, it does have some richness to it. I mean, some of the, it depends on who you're buying it from, right? Like every brand is going to have their own take on it, but the runway brands are usually the higher end. And there was kind of a depth to the gray, mm -hmm. um, but it's still sort of just medium. It's not charcoal. But there's not like a lot of violet or any other like contributing yeah. hues to it. I feel mm. like it's just gray. It's very modest. Yeah. It's not a lot of skin. Um, it's again going with the stealth well. So like I saw women in like a full turtleneck sweater, cashmere with the trousers and a beautiful belt. It's 90s all over again, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it's not like stealth wealth is like trying to throw a lot of cleavage around and short skirts and trying to be you know, sexy and gray, it's very covered up, very buttoned up, very, you could wear it to work. You could wear it to dinner with a pair of heels, but I'm just like, I, I don't know if I can be here for it. I'm not craving to go out and invest in gray pieces because I'm so tired of it from the last decade. Yeah. So that's the only outlier that I've seen so far is the color gray. That being said, let's get into market. I didn't say, I mean, I guess some showrooms that we kind of avoided Yeah, are probably still dressed in gray. But we avoided them. Probably Bernhardt is 100%. all gray and yeah. silver. Yeah. And black and white. Yeah. yeah. They usually are. So. Yeah. I have a question yeah. with brass. I love brass. Mari does. Yeah. Um, green, really in. Mm -hmm. To me, like a green and like a cool metal tone, yeah. like it just doesn't vibe to me. Also so the 90s, the 90s, I will tell you, because my dad's eye clinic was Hunter Green 
brass shelving, brass ducts in legal offices. Like, I don't know what it was about a brass mallard. Like it's always <laughs> just a real hunter of a thing. Yeah. Hunter and a gatherer, like a Ralph Lauren. Yeah. I feel like it's like, it's a plaid. It's a, it's yeah. a, yeah, I think rich mahoganies. So I, I, I feel you on brass. We've been saying forever, like Nicholas coming, Nicholas coming. We're seeing like all the Kardashians are only wearing silver. All these up and coming brands are making earrings available in brass and nickel, but they're not, they're, nobody's stepping away from brass. So it's Ooh. still very much a preference. We're still mixing metals in the yeah, home. Like I still think it's, it's done we're not going all in unless somebody really doesn't want it. We worked with one influencer um, from the South and we had something really beautiful that was brass. Oh, the Etagere. And she was like, I'm only using nickel. Mm-hmm. That's it. And she has this old historical home um, I just don't- in the South. And I was like, fascinated by because I feel like if you do interiors you've got to have a love for both because they cycle in and out so much it's hard to just stay in one metal you know Mm. otherwise it also gets to be a little bit flat so I think it's interesting to have it in the mix so there's still a place for both and I and I think fashion runway wise we're still seeing we're still seeing gold that being said right now patent chrome shoes are like it I keep seeing these really shiny mm-hmm. silver um, shoes. Coach just had a big, um, a big thing on the metallics. They have purses in these um, really glossy, shiny chrome, chrome nails yeah, or like thing right now. The nail game. Uh huh. Yeah. So I do think um, silver in a really turned up way is, is happening. Um, and I know there's this whole, like um, what's it called? the shoe theory, wrong shoe theory is going on where they're saying if you wear the wrong pair of shoes with your outfit, that's the in thing to do. And so I feel like these Chrome shoes are giving everybody a chance to just wear them with whatever and get really noticed for it. I guess along with the fingernails, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, interesting. It's an interesting time to be alive. Yeah. And it depends on like where, where you're from and like what your life experience is. But for me, because I graduated in 1993, I've seen all of this stuff before. And in a big way, I'm like, I don't want it. I already did it. Like there's certain parts like, okay, here's one. I cannot stand the idea of wearing a pair of pleated pants. To me, it makes you look like you've got this really fluffy apron of a tummy underneath (laughs) happening. It adds volume to a part of your body where you don't want volume. Now, unless you are incredibly thin and it drapes really lovely, it's just not for the average girl like me. It's just not going to be flattering for me. If I was built like Mari Streetman, I would totally wear a pair of pleated pleated trousers. Mari Place. Mari Place. Sorry. It's okay. I I know Mari Streetman too. She's great. Sorry. (laughs) Yes. I have have a neighbor named Mari also. (laughs) Yes. I would wear them if I was Mari and also if I didn't grow up in the nineties, but I had pleated pants and you know, and I was a young teenager then and I didn't have a postpartum body and, um, you know, I'm not like a normal girl. So I just don't find them to be super flattering. If they're really oversized, also oversized is hard for me mm. because I did it in, in a way like 90s. the super oversized. Sure. Yeah. is is hard. I can go a little bit, but really, really oversized. Like some of the girls are doing is, is hard. So it's interesting. Like you take what you like from it, I guess, and then leave the rest. And to others, the whole thing is really fresh and fun and they have to try it all, which is really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I I feel like nostalgia is really big right now across the board Yeah, and everything. And even more so, cause I've loved like music from every like era in the early two thousands. When I was really into music, I was diving, you know, into 60s and 70s and 80s and the resurgence of bands then that were like coming up was just it didn't have as big of an impact on the current music scene 
-hmm. and there are bands coming back from like the early 2000s and I'm like that's crazy and I went to a festival in a couple weeks ago in Vegas and the amount of people that were there from like 10 years old to 50 was it blew my mind like this just still people love it you know and um, I kind of feel like that's what I'm seeing in fashion as well it's like mm-hmm Everyone yeah. from my era is like loving that like late nineties yeah. stuff that we used totally, to wear. And totally. it just feels like recapturing our youth. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, totally. Yeah. It's, it's weird that that's happening, but it's yes. a big thing. I think. Uh huh. Yeah. I agree. We were kind of like analyzing a couple of fashion magazines, just like on our way to market, just to try and like compare notes from that to what we'd be seeing. Mm-hmm. And there really was, there was just like a lot of like twin sets there was a lot of just like simpler, almost like 1950s profiles, mm-hmm. you know, like more balloon skirts and things like that. Or just like, is it, what is this kind of like, I don't know, transition back to a simpler time I made a note of. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's interesting to, to just like see like culturally what's happening in the world versus like how we're responding to it. And we saw a lot of that, but then you're also seeing this like polished punk uh-huh. kind of thing, you know, where mm-hmm. like there's a lot of de- deconstruction now this is fashion. We're not seeing like furniture frames ripped apart, but there's a simplification mm-hmm. for sure in yeah. frames and like details and contours that are added just so that we know that they cared, but it is overall arching a more simpler massing. Yeah. I feel like yeah. furniture. Yep. I agree. Like. Yeah. The oversized overstuffed mm-hmm. stuff is gone. The weird thing that I'm seeing popping up again is the bun foot. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. And I'm not sad about it. I uh, know. Oh, I, are you? I thought you were going to say the opposite. What is I that? Know. It's when you have like, um, it almost looks like a hamburger bun for a foot <laughs> on, a, okay. on a chair. Yeah. Bigger, mm-hmm. bigger than that, but like really bullnosed, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because I'm into the bullnose thing right now that I remember when I first started seeing it come back, maybe... Maybe it's just like dependent on the on the frame. If the frame is really cool and it has the bun foot, therefore it makes the bun foot cool. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's the proportion of it. It's not as just like a smashed bun as it used yeah. to be and like really wide and, and fat. Yeah. Like it's a little, I don't know. It's, it's going to take me a it's minute. Feel, it's feeling yeah. sculptural to me and I'm like into it. When I first saw yeah. it back, I was like, ah, I'm not ready, but I'm warming up. I'm warming up to it. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a timestamp because it was the first time. Sure. And so furniture in my, in, in my mind anyway, it's such an investment. It's so expensive that I'm like, I got to just choose the thing that I'm never going to tire of. I'd rather see like a plinth base or a block and taper or something that isn't going to be like the bun foot that was on my mom's living room couch. Yeah. I'm just like in a, in a mood with the scatterback with the scatterback pillows, mom. Remember the one in the living room? <laughs> I just yeah. did a, I did not a single bull nose, but a double bull nose in emergency. That's model. so different though than than the bun foot. But I feel you because it's you know arcuated. I mean? it's still, yeah, mm-hmm. and the double bone bull nose. You guys, it looks yeah. so rad, Sue. Yeah, I know we're not cool. we're not going to talk about the emergency no, remodel, sorry, but, but just on no, the no, 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 of like reaching back. No, I was saying we're not going to talk about it in the host chat, but I do, we do need to pay homage because the bathrooms are turning out so good. Mm. We need to show pictures up here when we have a completed, just really quick, just tell them you have sinks, we have plumbing, we have countertops. Like we're so close. We're so close. The plumbing is almost done. The showers and the baths. Like we had to switch out a valve. You can brush teeth though in sinks, right? Totally brush you can teeth, go potty. I don't want to move stuff up until it's all done. Oh yeah. That I makes refuse. sense. Yeah. Like, just Cause there's still workers being done. I don't want their dust on my toothbrush and 
Yeah. Anyway, so I'm waiting. Just yeah. be like, I want it to be done, and then I want to move in. Yeah. So I'm just like, just barren. barren. Delayed gratification. Delayed too. gratification. Yeah. But yeah. I, I go up there. We hung our mirror oh in the boys' my gosh. bath, and I hung. We hung my art. So Tom hung two pieces of art <gasps> for me. The twelve people holder. Pretty. Like things are feeling so good. Good. So anyway, she's so I close. See light at the end of the tunnel. Maybe. Yay. Yeah, I came and measured for mirrors and my shower legit, door yesterday. Legit, hallelujah. So anyway, yes. it's coming. But we did. I made like a last minute call when we were. Um, we did the countertops, and she sent me the price. I'm just like, can we double bone those up? Can we like do this? And she's like, cool. yeah. Anyway, was yeah, was she ready. receptive to that, or it's like, oh my, totally. God. Okay, cool. Yeah, she cool. was great. She's like, it, it is three cm, so that will like raise it. So it's a little bit taller than 36, like 37, maybe mm-hmm. just tall for me. Like, but I kind of love it. Susie's petite. Yeah. She could shop in the petite. So you ride yeah. the line. You're five, four. Yeah. So you can shop either way. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Back but to colors. It. Back to colors. Sorry. Yes. So um, we were just talking about how yellow, green, and red stoplight yes. colors were huge. What they were saying in the oh. fashion magazine, they're calling them candy colors, yes. which red, red, yellow, and green would also be like kind of jewel tones. Mm-hmm. However, like it's missing navy blue because that's a major jewel tone. I am always having it. I'm always having a navy blue moment. (laughs) You are. Yeah. Since the very beginning. She's always been navy. Also, like my birthstone is peridot because I'm an August birthday. And um, when my mom, when I turned 16, my mom let me get a birthstone ring, which was, I think, a thing back in the 90s. And I was like, I don't want my birthstone, but I want September's birthstone, which was indeed uh, sapphire. That's awesome. <laughs> Navy blue. Yeah. Um, but they're saying candy colors mm-hmm. were a big thing. Patent leather, glossy, camel leathers, kitten heels, preppy sweaters, um, precious metals, metallics in fingernails. Jewels. Yes. A lot of jewels. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So much. Yeah. Yeah. And all it the feels jewelry, a little bit um, like, remember J crew when they were like big on all the big costume jewelry. Yeah. It's that again. Yeah. But and it feels too soon. Like to me, yeah, I'm like, that's really like 2000 chunky of like profiles uh-huh. as it was back then, but it is definitely back. And there's like this glossy, I'm curious to watch it after the holidays. What happens like into the spring if it dulls down? Cause I feel like during holidays, we always see lots a bit of, of jewelry, like shine yeah. and sheen and crystals. And and show. All the thing. Yeah. And then as we start to like simplify and pull all the decorations back, yeah. Then it will like totally get honed again a little bit. I've been seeing know. a few people wearing fur again. Fur. Yeah. Yeah. Real fur. Yeah. Like camel colored. Yeah. So pretty. I know that's going to be furious. controversial. Contro- controversial? Yeah. Contro- controversial. Did I say that right? Yeah. I don't know why that feels wrong in my brain. Anyway, yeah, so that's fashion. We're seeing similarly um, as far as like fabrics go, fresh, bright. Mm-hmm. I was, we were curious if the boucle was going to be gone. What we saw was colored boucle. It's been white boucle forever. And we're like, we can't. I feel like the boucle that we've seen a lot that y'all have probably already seen too, is like, it's not a dense boucle. Mm -hmm. I feel like when I like remember boucle from like going to school and things, like it was dense. Like when you Mm -hmm. think of mohair, you think of like dense mohair. It's not like an anemic version. I think everybody introduced some type of boucle that was a little bit more anemic and a little bit more dry spaced out spotty in its thickness mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm I feel like we're getting more textural mm-hmm. too so they're getting a little bit more dense uh-huh I'm excited about yeah did you know that 35 percent of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep cozy earth bedding is temperature regulating people this is huge if you and your spouse 
do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't. I'm freezing. My husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care your sleep health, if you just head over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. You guys, we don't have to wait for a sale. You can use this anytime. Again, the code is DEARALICE for an exclusive 35% off. Better sleep awaits you with Cozy Earth. Do you think any of that is trying to just play into a trend but then tweak it a little bit rather than it being like a fresh new take on something for should be. Yeah. Cause we saw some bouclets with the dark ground and then the bouclet themselves were still off white, but it'd be sitting on like a grayish brown ground. Mm -hmm. So it kind of read differently. It it could be a reaction to the market. What you're saying is like, Oh, bouclets in, let's all get, make bouclets again. If we're fabric makers, Mm -hmm. that'd be an interesting thing to actually talk to some of the fabric mills about. Is this a response to the fact that everybody's wanting an off white bouclet? Because some of us are a little bit fatigued on it, yeah. But then other people are just catching on and they want it. We and chose like we chose some boucle fabrics. I feel like it was like five years ago. Yeah. So yeah, we've seen it a lot, and so it's like. Oh, and, and we're trying to give, we want to give them something new, but they just keep buying them, and so it depends on where you're at on the compendium. The how do you say pendulum? It? You know, yeah. The pendulum. Where where you are on that? If you still really really want it. It's so neutral, it's going to look good forever. And we've always believed if you're going to use a white, use a high textured white or something that's going to make it interesting and not just phoning it in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, they're still here. They're still here. They are doing colored versions of bouquets. Yeah. So yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Um, along with color, we saw a lot of pattern. Um, pattern on pattern too. Yes. Like there was a lot of pattern. That kind of reminded me a little bit of the 90s. Yes. You know, and just tradition in general. Like when you look at traditional spaces, we've been go- looking through this Arc Digest um, most recently. It's called Reinventing Tradition. And you, you keep seeing like pattern on pattern. You're also seeing color blocking, but the patterns that they do have, have multiple of them, mm-hmm. which is... What's an example of pattern on pattern? Like a... We saw a lot of upholstery, like chairs, sofas, in patterns, mm-hmm. which I think we're sitting on a patterned rug. is a, is more risky, right. maybe right. in a wallpapered room. That, yeah, that, I mean, it sounds very nineties. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, definitely. Yeah. And, and you can take it like back, like historically, and like there's like really beautiful versions versus some of the nineties things that we're. You can about. picture too, like one yeah, of those Ralph lovely. Ralph Lauren ads for like let's just say a bedroom where the bedspread is maybe ticking, and then the sheets have a little 
a little dot to them or a little paisley and yeah yeah, and it's sitting on top of a beautiful rug with maybe a pattern drape and you know what I mean it's just like everything has some sort of scale of pattern Mm -hmm. and the mix is good I'm seeing women wear a skirt in one pattern and a top in a different pattern and I love it so much I wish I had the courage to do it like I I think oh I need to do that I'll also see two different colors two different colorways of the same color Mm -hmm. like a mustard skirt with a butter yellow top or a bright yellow top with so like much. canary top mm-hmm. with a mustard skirt and it's so love cute total, like yeah like oh, and then it will they'll take so it all good. the way down to the shoes or maybe they'll pop a blue shoe or something yeah. with it so I really that feels like real fashion to me because you're taking risks and you're really showing up in a way that yeah. not everybody can do yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that's it's hard it takes guts to do it but those that oh maybe yeah. a pattern tight so you had on the cutest blue fishnets yesterday on mm-hmm. Monday Oh, Monday. Yeah. They're so cute. You wear fishnets so well, which is also a massive cool. trend. Yeah. I saw a lot of like diamonds, quilting, you know, that type of thing, pattern happening in fashion mm-hmm. as well as in the interior stuff. Yeah. Lattices, all that's big. Yes. So. Yes. Very 90s. I know. Yes. It's back. It's Where here. It's back. So yep. fun. Wallpaper is still here to stay. Yeah. More and more brands are coming out of the woodwork with them. The patterns are feeling really big, very murally. Very intentional. Uh-huh. I feel like the colorways and things, they're just, they're reaching deep back in archives, I think. And yeah. then they're just like saturating the color. Uh-huh. I think they're, and it's really fun. It's kind of like Mardi Gras. Yeah. A bit. Well, it felt like fun. when we were first starting to wallpaper things, we were just more like grass cloth. Or, you know what I mean? Like, Very understated. Yeah. yeah. And then we've slowly gotten there and now it's on full blast. Like it is. It's to 11. Hot sauce. It is it at a full yeah. 11. And uh-huh. at market, we were just seeing the most. Mm-hmm. Felt good to be in those spaces. No, it's. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Those that lived through the wallpaper and the unwallpapering to wallpaper again, like we did in the 80s and 90s. I'm, it'll be interesting to see like what generations are going all in with it. But I think some people like yeah. my mother, I can't see her ever wallpapering anything ever again. Mm-hmm. I think she's over it. Yeah, we went, we rewrote it so hard though. Like we killed it, <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we wallpapered the most out of everybody in the mm-hmm. 80s and 90s. And I don't think it's available to us uh, anymore. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, yeah. I, I, here's the thing. I have wallpaper in my house, so I'm not afraid of it. But I, it's also so um, underscored. But I've been in my house for eight years. Mm-hmm. and And the wallpaper I did is so... Um, it's so neutral. It's yeah. It's, it's textures. And, like it's really pretty though. Yeah. I don't know. I was at, I visited an older client this morning that we're doing another project with in holiday, which is a great little city here in Utah. And, um, I had to use her potty closet and I forgot the Christian LaCroix wallpaper that we did in there. Mm-hmm. And it is like the field is dark, like almost black. And the pattern is so fun. And I'm like, I w- I'm still like, I would do this tomorrow. Oh, like, that's the best. And like, and she has another one, another in her pantry. We did another Christian LaCroix one. Cause it was just like, it was out and it was fashionable and it was, it felt archival too. And, and I'm like, I would never tire of it because it's so special. Yeah. I think that's the difference is trying to find the one that's special, uh-huh. you know, that doesn't feel like you could identify the designer. Totally. I don't know, Cause even then, if you didn't know it was Christian LaCroix, you wouldn't know that that's who designed it. Yeah. But I know there are some designers where I'm just like, we've seen it. You know exactly, you know, the person that designed it. Yeah. And that'll timestamp you. But if you're looking to do something timeless and you're worried about wallpaper, 
just like go into your emotional bank and see like, what is it that like just makes my engine lights roar. you up? Yeah. And that's what you should put on your walls. Cause that's definitely, yeah, I was not sad. Yeah. And that her closet. house has probably been done for at least five years. Yeah. yeah. Seven, maybe. I don't so know. good. Do you guys so kind of good. feel that as long as it's in good taste, kind of like right now, is it like totally. anything goes? Yeah. It's like, for sure. You mm-hmm. you be you type of thing. I know that's, you know, a very yeah, like definitely. Yeah. But back to your like question about like gold and silver and I'm like, you figure out what your rhythm is and what your eye like loves to see. I love the mix. I know you love the mix. Mm-hmm. And I, I think like one without the other feels flat and not finished. Mm-hmm. So if everyone's just like, should I like if if I have gold on my light fixture and I have gold on my knob, should I do gold on my hardware for my windows? I'm like, no, just do an iron or something Mm -hmm. that's just going to disappear and not call attention. Like nowhere to call attention to. Yeah. Not everything needs to be a decorative finish. Yeah. It feels like a set almost. Yeah. I remember, I think it was like a book that we carried back in Orem and it just had all these like really decked out, just like mature ladies. What book was that? Anyway. And as you go through each of them and they were like all really well-dressed and Gosh, I'm going to find out. I, mean, I think I have it at home. Anyway, you look at their jewelry game. It's all mixed. It's all mixed metals, these mm-hmm. cats. Mm-hmm. And they look so fly, like they have seen the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's like a house, yeah. you know, mix your metals. Yeah. And that way when one kind of like goes in and out and you might favor one more than the other and that'll be a predominant one, mm-hmm. but don't like negate the others and don't say like, hey, I'm going to get rid of all of them. Because I think that's what we see when we go into homes that were built in the eighties and the nineties that were tearing out the bright gold because they did everything. Yeah. They're plumbing. They're like long lasting hardy things in that bright gold. And then that's when you have to get rid of it. But, mm. but we will see influxes and you can add things here and there that are topical. But I think just like know what your game is and then you can be influenced by, you know, if that Chrome shoe is your game, wear it. Yeah. Maybe don't put it all over your house. For sure. But yeah. wear it. It's so, it would be so much easier to wear and so much less of a commitment. I also am seeing it out. the yeah. silver leather or um, patent leather, faux leather pants leather. and skirts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Just like full, full metal jacket. <laughs> to each their own. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's not, no. yeah, that's yeah. not my thing, but yeah. I, I think it's red. Yeah. But if you, but if I'm it were, you sheen. can get it right now. Mm. But even just like the leather yeah. pants and everything, I think the sheen is fun. I'm into it. Time and place. Yeah, yeah cool. for sure. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. New tech. We saw a lot um, from visual comfort. They were doing a lot of portables as a new category, which is fascinating. We have only seen a very yeah. slim sliver of a window of this happening, which was in an outdoor lighting brand called Tala. They're out of the UK, T-A-L-A. And they had an outdoor portable, really cute lantern. They mm. partnered up with Faro and Ball. You could charge it with your cell phone charger. And then take it outside, turn it up, turn it down. You can have as much light as you want or different. Guys, that was like four or five years ago. They are doing it in such a big way at Visual Comfort. They've got a patent pending light bulb right now that magnets in. You touch the top of it as a touch thing. You can go, you can dim or have it as bright as you want or turn it off. Do you guys remember these? You can take the light bulb from, from lamp to lamp if you want, but they also had miniatures so that you can put it in the middle of your dining table or two in the middle of your dining so tables, cute. no cords anywhere. You're gonna, not going to need cords for your lamps potentially. And then you just charge the light bulb and then you can bring it around your house. I don't know how long it's going to take to adopt. I don't know if this is like electric cars, 
But I will say there is a real case for not having to plug in a lamp because... Especially like on a console behind a sofa or, oh, or something. Oh, yeah. Really yeah. Snow, guys. And that's like everybody's biggest pet peeve is seeing yeah. the cord. Mm. And so we're always trying to like figure out Velcro, zip ties, you know, follow the Right line of the now console. they're only doing it on these miniature lamps and maybe, yeah, they haven't gotten to the great big ones or floor lamps or whatnot. But this category, I think, is the future. It's huge. And it is, yeah, it's so massive for them. In fact, Suze went to go take a picture and he's like, do not take a picture of that light bulb. It is patent pending. We are working on that. Like it was like. So that will not be on YouTube. Yeah. Left of hand. Four grown men wrestled Sue to the ground and broke her phone. <laughs> so just know you guys. Give me that back. Uh, Something is coming in a big way for lighting. And I think it's going to be really, really great. As long as people are okay. That. Just like it's 2023. How do we still have cords on our lights? Yeah. For real. Also, I'm like, Tesla. Uh, bounce on this game please like yeah but thanks visual comfort for totally. taking the lead yeah it was so time happy. yeah so i think portables for um the dining table will become more commonplace and um, we actually went to a dinner yeah. while we were in high point and they had a version of it and it was so nice they were just like these really slim little lamps mm -hmm. that had like light on them but it didn't feel the dimmest amount of light it was lovely though it didn't feel like a fake like flame or anything like it was really subtle and it was lovely yeah, just a little portable yeah. lamp with a yeah, switch. Yeah. So we were like, yes, yes, we it was saw time. It the morning before we went to the showroom, we we're just yeah. like, there you go. It's like, dang it, why didn't we think of this? Know, it's, it's really good. good. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, within lighting, lots of sustainably sourced natural things from arteriors. They are so conscious of how they're impacting the universe, the world, um, global warming. They were using, what was that weed as? It's kind of like a kudzu of, of sorts. So if, kudzu is just like an invasive plant, like in the South and you see it everywhere and it takes over everything. I can't remember, but like types of plants like that where it is invasive and it's ruining environments. And so they're taking that, that people are tearing it out anyway. They're drying it, killing it, seeing what they can do to manipulate it and like doing lighting with it. Chandeliers. So it's it's um, cool. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, really it cool. kind of feels a little bit like Palachek, like wovens, like woven raffias. You wouldn't be the wiser that they're taking weeds, things that need to be chopped down, taken, harvested, you know, and making. They've always been. I think they always like show a big yeah. presence in the sustainable game. Yeah. And every, like when you talk to her about how they're creating it, why they're creating it, um, it's a really, really great story and it feels really good. And um, I know that that's really important for a lot of people, um, a lot of designers that are lead certified. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think Arteriors is doing a fantastic job of it. Um, speaking of which, they had an incredible green chandelier that speaking of we green. saw everywhere. Yes, let's talk about let's talk about the color green. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So this is this was big on the runway. This is big for the home. This was big in the '90s, and um, yeah, we are seeing it everywhere. Uh, one thing that we're excited about was um, Paul Moreau is a French artist. She is a national treasure for them mm -hmm. and protected under the French law or something like that. Yeah. I forget. Um, but really exciting to see a lot of her works be resurfaced with um, full body of her work. Soitra Marin. seen before. They scanned in, I can't remember, like 130 works and they're going back to scan in like more, 90 yeah. more. They're making it into wallpapers, um, the lily pads. Um, are green. They're going to come up on the screen for you guys. Um, and then just, yeah, painted, painted furniture uh, was, was really big still. And in the color green, just green cushions on outdoor yeah. for Habel collection. I love that for outdoor I do too. because most people are it's like so fresh. beige, right. With rattan um, type of a look. And so having white frames with green cushions and white welts was so like 
estate. Like so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. No, it felt like fresh really lovely. grass on your upholstery. Yeah. yeah. I'll take it. It's good, right? Yeah. No, the color green was everywhere. The color, we talked about yellow, but do we need to bounce back to this yellow real quick? Yeah. Okay. There was in Highland House, uh-huh. they had that velvet yellow sofa. Yeah. A little lemon drop of a thing. And it was so cute. Mm-hmm. And again, when you see like a whole something upholstered, like in just one saturation, you get used to it and it becomes neutral. I think that's how I'd feel about that. Yeah. My, Tom and I, our first sofa was like yellow velvet. Oh, no way. Like, like that. And so I was just like, oh my Cute. gosh, I still love it. You know, 20 years later. And so anyway, yellow stands the test of time. And it just, it feels just like, again, if you like golds, you'll like yellow, mm-hmm. you know? And I think it's just so happy. I feel like you get so much credit for yellow. It's totally. it's really happy and most people don't dare do it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many shades that you can play with. And when you do it, you're like, did you hire a decorator? How are you pulling this off? Where are you finding the color yellow in the world? Like you have to custom make something if it's yellow. You know what I mean? When we fill it in showrooms, we just light up and we love it so much that it makes me think, why am I not using yellow? Your yellow mohair chair in your entry. Yes. The second you put that in there, like your whole house changed. Like the attitude of it changed. Like it like lit on fire. Yeah. It's true. And it was like, you can't unsee it. Yeah. You would never not want well, to have that Well, it feels so classic too. I mean, it it's paired with a white frame. Um, it's like from Jackie O too about it. Yes. You know, she always like sported yellow really beautifully. Totally. So yeah, I'm here for it. I feel like when I, sorry, back to green, when I first oh, yeah. noticed green in my life, I don't know about you guys, Kate Spade came on the scene. It's probably been 30 years. Green. So it's time again. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, what is this color? If anybody was Jelly carrying green, green it was Kate Spade and they got so much credit for it. And we're kind of back there again where where green is like this really fun, fresh grass green. It's not it's not your nineties hunter green. It's it's got an energy to it, a vibrancy, a happiness. A depth to it too. Yeah. It's really good. I'm I'm really excited for it's it. It's not muddy though. Yeah. Green's your favorite color, Suze. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about what the greens that you saw? I'm so thrilled about them. I think the spectrum of the greens is exciting me. Yeah. Because you saw like even on Hables, that outdoor collection, like it was more, there was more yellow in it, mm-hmm. you know, and I love that green. But then I also loved like that high gloss mm-hmm. on that table. I thought it was done so, so well. And again, so there's a level of depth in green. I think we've talked about this. Green has the most like on the color wheel has the most shades mm. because it is so broad and it's what we see in nature. And so it's, it's nothing new to our eyeballs. Yeah. I feel like people look beautiful in green. So I think having it in our space is like a no brainer. Yeah. Mm. And it just makes you happy. And I especially agree. like on a dark winter day in Utah, mm-hmm. you'd be so happy to have green or yellow in your house. I agree. Stop mm. it. So good. Yeah. I'd love to eat too. We saw, I have a couple on the shot that we're going to show you like even in the China you saw green and it just felt so regal. Yeah. You know, I just, I, I love that the goblets. And I think everything. food looks beautiful paired with green. I mean, it's like a vegetable or yeah. a garnish. So we know that it's one of those colors that's going to plate really, really well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. okay. Let's move on to okay. the, um, the warmer, the reds. Let's go to red. Yeah. I'm also excited about red. <laughs> yes, I am too. So we saw fully upholstered sofas in it, um, chairs with contrast welds. Mm-hmm. We saw in artwork, in textiles, um, this cabinet from Highland House that is high so gloss beautiful, high gloss red. Yeah. So if you look at the most recent um, edition of Arc Digest, this re- reinventing tradition, one of their first 
pages in here. It's of this like red lacquered room. And it's just, it feels timeless. And again, for traditional rooms, I remember I did that, an internship in Scotland. And one of the rooms was just like in lacquered in red. We did a library in DC that we're about to shoot. Yeah. It's lacquered in red. And there's something so stately and so on purpose and unapologetic mm-hmm. that it just like, it takes balls to do for sure, but it will pay you back in spades. Like, yes, it's, it shows so much guts and it feels so good mm-hmm. to be in a fully encapsulated red space. Yeah. Anyway, we'll show this picture in a second. I agree. Talking. So, so good. Um, the polymero parrots, it's almost more mm. of a, a pink with green on it and it's kind of the bottom middle when you guys are looking yeah. at these images but it just brings a space to life oh so pretty yeah mm-hmm. in this there's several rooms in this edition but when you pair any other color blocks with it it's it just like it ignites yeah it's so darn pretty with the rich like wood tones too like it yeah yeah i love, and I that. love that it's not like a brick muddy red like it's really it's just like cherry mm-hmm. you know dynamite red it's yeah. really really good i think if people are going to introduce red into their space um one way that we saw it in um fashion week a lot was um there's this lueve sandal that they did it's a flat sandal it, it um, laces up it's got these two really cute discs on the side i think it's sold out everywhere but women would just wear like a light blue levi's with this red strappy sandal and get so much credit. You could also carry a bag. So it's almost more of an accessory on runway. I think now we're seeing full head to toe looks for now that now that we're already a season in and they were starting to show, you know, more clothing on. Um, so you can go head to toe. We're seeing scenes like this in Arc Digest where it is floor to ceiling on the walls. Um, you can just do it as a piece. You can do it in artwork as a chest in a really key space, like an entryway. Um, it depends on your love for the color red. Yeah. How would you use red in a space or what was your favorite use of it at market? I really loved, I love this cabinet. Again, this high lacquered cabinet. Cause I think a cabinet piece of case good, uh-huh. I think gives you a lot of credit, you know, yeah. even if it's not in a red room, I love red when I see it with another tone. Like even when I'm like on my nails, I usually have red with something. I always have a red lip. I have something because it does something to other colors. Yeah. And it just like pulls it out, pulls out all the good tones of other colors as well. I love that. And so um, we recently, we did a um, home down in St. George, um, just four hours south of where we're at right now. And she's like very British. Mm -hmm. And so in her, she like loved wallpaper. She loves William Morris. She loves all these things. And she picked out this wallpaper finally on her laundry room. And we're like, and the cabinets were like this shade of blue. And they're like, what should we do in the, on the ceiling? And I'm like, we should do it like a red, like it's some tone of something. Cause there, we see that in the wallpaper mm-hmm. and this is like this British interior and you just like want to like feel something. Yeah. And so we pulled it like a red up there. And so I think on a ceiling at like your fifth wall, uh-huh. I think is a great place to do it depending on what you're doing around. I even teased with like our, our doors, like down the hallway, painting those red, mm-hmm. like all of them would be so much fun. So cute. Right. No, yeah. it'd be sad to be like, yeah, the second red door on your left. Yeah. Go there, you know, yeah. <laughs> go there. And it looks, it's a destination. With, but it looks good with other colors too. You yeah. can pair it with like any outfit. That's why I like red lipstick is so long lasting. Mm-hmm. That's why I like doing a red nail is always a good idea. Totally. Because like it always is going to look good. Yeah. And so like where I have like different colored room, on all these rooms, yeah. red looks good in all of them. Mm-hmm. It looks good in blue. It looks good in green. It looks good in any of these spaces. And it's just happy. Yeah. So looks fun with art too. Again, I was going to say this, this piece of art, we actually saw this in a, um, a vintage 
an antique store and the image right in the middle. Yeah. There's yeah. an image right in the middle, but the contrast of like the body of this woman and then the whole background is these different shades of just like really intense, intentional reds is so, it's so fantastic. Mm. Anyway, that was probably one of my favorite pieces of red that, and then just seeing it, like, I especially like there was a red velvet chair and then they used instead of like contrast. Well, they took another fabric that felt almost like a Chanel tweed and they did a piping around with it and it felt so Chanel. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you would, I don't think you'd ever get tired of that. Yeah. If it was the right shade of red that wasn't trendy necessarily, but it was your shade of red. Yes. I think that's, I think that's the key on any of these things is just like find your shade of it. I like that. Not a lot. every shade's going to look good, you know? Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. That's so great. Um, let's hit woods really quick. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. We were you seeing. Today. No, you're great. We're starting to see wood tones warm up. So what that means for um, I also I also think that the finish on furniture is getting finer again. If that makes yeah. any sense. You're um, so excited. <laughs> I am. I've been so frustrated because we've been seeing like reclaimed woods or things that are knocked down or things that look like it could give you slivers as furniture for so long, mm-hmm. right? This like yeah. European white oak that's dried out, and you're like, man. I wish I had a finish on it so I could feel like I could spray it and wipe it down. You know what I mean? But it's so dry. You're like, am I going to ruin the waxed earthiness of it all? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or anyway, going to soak up stuff and yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to know, like, what am I paying for on a dry reclaimed piece of furniture where you know what you're getting with a really refined, beautiful hand, beautiful finish. You know, you could wipe it and clean it and dust it and it's going to hold up over all the years. So we're seeing really, really well-made pieces and the, the woods themselves are, um, you're starting to see those deeper. So, um, I know when we were building this store, um, like a year, year and a half ago, two years making decisions for it, we intentionally went with a medium to dark oak floor in here. We just knew that blonde floors had been a thing for so, so long that we needed to start getting deeper again because we were going to be having selling furniture in here and showing different trends and we needed to lead with that. So I think we're going to just keep seeing more and more of that. Walnut's always a classic, um, but you're going to see a lot of different international woods even that they don't, mm-hmm. that don't, don't grow in the States because so much of the furniture is being made all over the world. Yeah. Um, inlays, hard things to do, burl, really hard things burl, to do, eggshell. Maple's eye. Yeah, yeah bird's eye Wait, maple. bird's eye maple. I'm like, yeah. a maple's eye. Yeah. <laughs> that one, um, you know. This one looked like rosewood. So, so some of these species are just really, really pretty where the wood gets to be the hero. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we'll start seeing more stain grades again. We've been in paint grade world for so long, which means our case goods have been painted and you're not seeing seeing the wood grains come through. An eggshell. Yeah. Is that ostrich egg? egg? Yeah. Yeah. The top of egg the piece with the polka dots. Like yeah. Egg Yeah. yeah. So pretty. Yeah. The dark frames on the dining chairs, on the bench. There's real refinement to it though. It's not just like wood to be wood and wood to be heavy. I think there's like, I don't know, there's a very select grain that they're choosing. Yeah. And select portions of it, which are probably premium, mm-hmm. I imagine. Yeah. Um, because they, they all feel very special. These all feel small scale grain mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. You know? So yeah, it's not like big, massive cathedrals that like kind of get lost on fine furniture. Yeah. So yeah, agreed. Yeah. So I love fun. it. I like the richness. I think again, back to just like the contrast of colors and tones with each other. Uh-huh. It feels good. It feels, it represents a color. Yeah. Again, versus kind of being bleached out. For sure. I'm into um, well, Susan and I were in um, High Point. We were able to sit on a panel 
um, for with Traditional Home Magazine, who moderated it. And one of the things that uh, the moderator brought up was she was saying that the word tra- transitional in interior design is kind of like the fibromyalgia <laughs> of, <laughs> of the so medical much. world. And oh, it's just so kind funny. of this common broad term that covers everything, right? And so um, it gave us the giggles because the word transitional has been used so long. Also by us, we've abused that word plenty of times. But um, I feel like right now in the marketplace, we're seeing traditional in a big way. We're seeing um, it being reinvented and we're seeing, yeah, furniture being made really well again. And then we get to see people's interpretation of it, right? Their mm-hmm. different interpretation of pattern yeah. and color and and wood grain and um, feet styles on furniture and just different um, mixed materials coming in. So um, anyway, so you had a really good quote about what's a yes. good way to... Um, to do traditional again. Yeah. And I think again, if you guys, y'all should go buy this, um, this arc digest. It's really great. And I think it does a good job of just talking about this, like reinventing tradition. Uh-huh. Cause I think that's something we all like back to just like, we all want to reminisce or nos- be nostalgic on something in the past. Something that reminds us of our, of our loved one, or our parents or grandma, you know, and we want a piece of that in our home. Um, but how do we make it fresh? What is this reinventing of tradition? It's probably not like big empire swags and like really heavy things mm-hmm. anymore. It's like us bringing our layer into traditional details and spaces too, or depending on where you live and what that framework looks like. If it's an old new New York penthouse, then you're going to have probably some really great traditional moldings mm-hmm. you're going to contrast with. If you, if you live in a 1970s one ranch house, I'm going to bring tradition in other ways in my framing of my art, mm-hmm. you know, and my accessories and things. So um, Hugo Toro, he's a Toro. Hugo Toro is a designer. I loved what he said. He said, I like to engage with traces of the past as a way of preserving the soul of a place. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was so great to preserve the soul of a place, you know, and again, kind of accentuate the best parts. And then you get to add in what you re- believe in and what you represent, but to completely throw everything out, I think it's just, I've said it before, it's just a disservice mm-hmm. to a space and an environment that's been built on the earth, you know? Also to something that was great at one point, it's like, go yeah. back and I don't know. I feel like music's doing the same thing. They're picking mm-hmm. and pulling the pieces out of even production or mm-hmm. um, s- the, you know, things in the past that were good and then using yeah. them in a new way. And I feel like that's, you know, reinventing traditional yeah. is, um, is that it's like, man, this was great. And it deserves to have like, it's time again, you know, yeah. I, we talk about this in our, the podcast we did on design and through the decades. And I feel like every decade, every generation where you see like this, like swing and design and like trends and things, there's some bad, but there's, I feel like there's good to be taken out of each of them. Mm-hmm. And so wherever you land, as far as like whatever year your home was built, you know, there's good there. There's probably some bad too that you get to extract, but I think there's some good that you could celebrate and just accentuate that. I think that's part of reinventing tradition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. So, yeah. I love that. That's so great. Well, you guys, thank you so much for joining us for our fall market recap. I hope there's something in here for you as you're kind of watching what's coming and going. I know we're all trying to not make decisions that we'll regret, especially decisions for the home that seem very permanent. So anyway, this is a little bit of what's to come. We'll see how it hits your market when it hits your market, but it's something that we're seeing now and we're excited for it. We will catch you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 